0: Ladies and gentlemen, welcome back to The Truth. I'm your host, the one you love the most, Niall Hessen, Back with another episode here in The Truth. Another episode of 30 Teams in 30 Days. Episode number 28. Honestly, with as good of a team that we're going to cover here today, we should have moved it to the end. But, you know, I decided let's fit it in between the AOS and go ahead and talk about the A's right now in the smack dab middle of the division. The Oakland A's. I mean, honestly... I don't think I've ever said this about the team. In my opinion, this is going to be pretty pathetic. We're going to have fun with it, though. I mean, they might be the worst team in, in MLB history, I think, by the end of the season. I really do believe this is a good chance for that. So we'll go ahead and uh, preview them, and then maybe they'll make a sneak run to the World Series. Who knows? But if you guys are new to 30 teams in 30 days, we'll go over our team MVP for the Oakland A's in this case. Predict them all their of the division, a big-name acquisition, and a big-name loss in the offseason. Other ads and losses are our biggest bust in the team. Breakout player and then AJ will go over the minor league player to look out for. So a lot of options here. Who are you going with your team in Oakland Days?
1: Uh, like you said, a lot of options here. I'm gonna go with the Japan I believe Japanese signing from this offseason, Shintaro Fujinami, I believe how you say it. I could completely butcher that. But he's 6'6", 180. He's twenty-eight years old. So for in spring training, he's 3-0 with the higher ERA at four two six, which is kind of weird to have that. He has that high ERA with the Oakland A's and still is 3-0 and had a 1.5 whip. I think if he can controls, I don't know if it's walks or hits, but if he will control that whip, bring that down. The Coliseum really holds in home runs, so I think that could also be hurting him there in spring training. Uh, he's probably going to be team MVP.
0: Yeah, I mean, I literally said Paul Blackburn, and then I said Lowell, because, I mean, you look at the Oakland A's, and there's, like, nobody. Sometimes in professional sports, whether it's baseball or whether it's, like, basketball, football, when a team's down as horrendously bad as the Oakland A's, there's, like, that one star. Last year, was Juan Soto until he got traded uh, with the Nationals, who was the worst team in baseball. This year, I just figured I would go ahead and go with the only all-star that the A's had last year and Paul Blackburn. He didn't even have that great of a season, to be honest. I mean, he had a good start to the season, but then again, he, every team needs to have an all-star. So, Paul Blackburn was their best bet. Last year, in 21 games, had a 7-6 and record, a 4.28 ERA, and had a whip of 1.26. Again, not very good, but for the Oakland A's, it's actually really solid. I think going into this year, you know, a lot of people still forget that he is 29 years old. He's been in the league now since his age 22-23 season. I think he's actually gonna be a little bit better. He's obviously had some rough, rough spurts. Uh, you know, in 2020 he had one appearance, 27 ERA. The year before that, a 5.87 in uh, 2021. And it's actually really full, full season at 21 games. He had a 4.28. So I think he's trending in the right direction. I did can get that ERA under four. Uh, but then again, he doesn't have the best of defenses or best of best to support him. So who really knows? But uh, yeah, if I had to pick anybody on the team, it would be Paul Blackburn just because he was their only All Star last season. I think I know the answer to this one, but where are you gonna put them in the division? That
1: was tough. I'm gonna have to put them at fifth, though. I I just don't see the moves that they made really affecting them. I don't think their team is gonna really compete. And yeah, it's I don't think anyone else really can argue with that.
0: Yeah, I have them finishing first. First loser, I should say, in fifth place in the division. You know, I mean, the division's interesting because you get the Astros, who probably are going to win it again. And then you got a team like the Rangers who can sneak up on there, and even the Angels, for that matter, which we'll talk about tomorrow. But one thing's for certain, the A's will finish fifth in the division. best thing about the A's season last year was the fact that that guy was uh, doing some illegal activities in the highest uh, third deck of the stadium. Uh, and that was the highlight of the Oakland A's season. At least that was the highlight for me. So... Other than that, they don't have anything going for them. I'd uh, be curious to talk, see more about their minor league system, and see if there's anything positive there. But I mean, it wasn't too nope. long ago the Oakland A's were in the postseason. I mean, they had guys like Matt Olson, Marcus Simeon, and then they just fell off a cliff. They had Sean uh, I don't Matt really know. What yeah. I mean, it's just like William what, Hendricks. Yeah. What
1: happened to this team? Yeah. What
0: it was? It almost reminds me of uh, like the Reds or the Diamondbacks. They have all these guys, and they just get rid of them. And they, they start from the bottom, but yeah, it just was a terrible downfall, I guess you could say. No, granted, uh, I'll talk more about this later, but I mean, they don't have the biggest finances in the world, they're in a weird location, a weird stadium. Uh, so I guess maybe money has to do with it, especially some of the stars leaving. But man, if they completely just fallen off the radar, and even this year, it's even more sad than it was last year, I didn't even think that was possible. Move the team. Yeah, seriously. What about your big-name acquisition and or a big-name loss in the offseason that really jumped off the page for you?
1: The one that jumped off the page is actually a Shane Galeers. He was part of that Sean Murphy trade. Shane Lilliers was the top-catching p- prospect in the entire MLB. He made his debut last year. He didn't really play the best, I would say. Uh, I mean, Grand, no one really plays good in Oakland, it seems like. But they also signed Jesus Aguilar, Levis Diaz, Jace Pearson, and bring the bu- bring the vlogs to Oakland with Trevor May.
0: Yeah. Honestly, Trevor, Trevor May was my biggest free agent signing. I think he's assumed the role of closer. Now, Trevor May's been interesting. Obviously, i got to spend a lot of time with him. i got to watch him play a lot when he played for Minnesota. He's played there uh, from, a, from the 2014 season to the 2020 season, and then in the last two seasons played with the Mets. Last year, was a bit of downflight. He also was not very healthy. He only pitched in 25 innings, but he's got the to be really good and then go deep in the ballgames. He has had a total of about 11 saves, so he's got that aspect to him. Great curveball. And then, like you mentioned, bringing the vlog to Oakland, him and Trevor Bauer. Um, well, Trevor Bauer's going to be in Japan, but um, some players that have been vlogging, it's always cool to kind of see an in-depth analysis. I mean, be curious to see those vlogs, how they go from New York to uh, Oakland, and, um, and see how, how much of a difference that is. But I think Trevor May, I mean, there's not many other options in the bullpen. I think he has got a good chance to maybe be their closer, and and um, worst-case scenario, get a lot of innings out of the bullpen. So that was their biggest signing there. I mean, they didn't really lose anybody, in my opinion. They had some ads. Jace Peterson. I mentioned Trevor May. Lemus Diaz. Uh, that was an interesting one. You know, a guy, again, that's not going to jump off the page, but last year, 12 home runs, 38 RBIs, but at 243, kind of had a steady career, more known as a defensive player. So provided some uh, outlet there. Um, and then also Jesus Aguilar, like you mentioned, a power bat, a veteran power bat there. But as far as losses, in my opinion, there really weren't any. Um, but then again, I'll, I'll help you out with this one. Sean Murphy. Talk about Sean Murphy. Well, yeah, I guess Sean Murphy. Sean Murphy's a good loss there, but I mean, I, I don't know. I, I, it's just a disappointing, disappointing team. So, I, I, I don't know. Really... Yeah, I, I don't know. They're, they're interesting to, to say the least. Uh, biggest bust on the team.
1: Biggest bust. I'm gonna have to say it's gonna be Ramon Loriano. Ramon has played in 88 games in 2021 and 94 in 2024, and they've both been disappointing. Or, sorry, 2022. In 2022, he batted 211, 287 on base, had 12 stone bases, 104 strikeouts, only 13 home runs, 18 doubles. This man, ever since he got off the juice, he stops taking... He has been absolute trash, and he also plays in Oakland. Team's even worse now. I don't know if there's expectations for it to bounce back for him, but I don't think there's any expectations for this team at all.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna go with Drew Rusinski. Uh, a lot of people don't know much about him. He hasn't played an MLB game since 2018 when he played with the Marlins. I got to see him for two games when he played for the Twins in 2017, and they weren't that good. I uh, had a 2.77 WHIP and a 10.38 ERA. He's already uh, questionable with an injury for opening day, but he did join the Oakland Days, And obviously, like I mentioned, he hasn't played in a game in like four or five years. He's 34 years old. And especially being 34 years old and not playing a game in Major League Baseball for, for some years, it's definitely going to be interesting to see. He is going to be in the rotation, though. Um, so he's going to have an opportunity to have some success. I believe he played in the KBO, or he played somewhere overseas. Um, but he just hasn't played Major League Baseball. And Major League Baseball is definitely very different um then, you know any uh, international league but then again uh, i'll be curious to see kind of his successes uh you know going from the major leagues where he struggled to the nc dinos and then back to the major leagues where is he gonna kind of go from there um but then again i don't think he's gonna have a good season he might have a decent season just because or you know kind of be one of those guys that pops out off the page especially in the rotation alongside him blackburn Fujinami; um, those are really the only three guys, in my opinion, that will make some noise in the rotation. But I just think it's going to be a bit of an adjustment if he plans to play in Oakland. Then for the following season, uh, then he'll be able to have some successes. But uh, I don't think this is going to be the year for him to have any type of success. And then your
1: breakout player, breakout player. I actually have someone who came over last year. Anybody's debut last year uh, in the Frankie Montage trade, JP Spears. JP Spears uh finished the season six and three record, a 3-8-6 ERA. He had 11 starts, but he had 17 total appearances, 70 innings, 51 strikeouts. So big pitch to contact guy. He's a lefty lefty arm? Yes, yeah, sorry, lefty arm. Uh, but you could definitely tell the status difference. I guess maybe the culture difference in uh New York compared to Oakland. In Oakland, he was 3-0 with a 2 2.2. Zero five ERA. Then when he got to Oakland, he was three and three with a four-six nine ERA. It could just be the innings difference, twenty-two innings to forty-eight innings. Guys just saw him a little bit more. Or it could just be Oakland. I don't know. I think he has the best chance to actually do something good for this team. Him or Ken Waldechuk, who is part of that trade also.
0: I'm gonna go with the guy that you had touched base on. It was Shintaro Fujinami. Fujinami, excuse me um he's 28 years old it's his first MLB season again it's kind of interesting how he went to Oakland but you know he obviously has had a lot of success internationally with Japan going into this season I'll be curious to see how he adjusts well to Major League Baseball uh, I think he touched base on his spring training stats he has three and 0, he's got four point two six year array 12.2 innings pitched the biggest thing with him is he's definitely struggling with control. He has 13 walks and 12.2 innings and 17 strikeouts. So he's got some strikeout stuff. His walks are something that needs to be taken care of. He's only given up seven hits. So he's had some successes there. If he's able to get his control down, it's going to be really good for him. It's going to be really beneficial. And like I said, obviously not many people are really talking about him. Uh, you mentioned he has the capabilities of being the team MVP, and I, I understand that, and I think he has a really good chance of that too. But the bottom line, he's going to be a breakout player, and maybe he's going to be a guy in a couple years from now is the next Joe Otani. No, I'm just kidding. He is going to make a tremendous impact, though, especially for the A's. He might take a little bit of an adjustment early on for him, but uh, he should be good to go. He's got great stuff obviously, great fastball, great uh, split, and a good, good slider. So we'll see uh, his successes going into this season.
1: And then your minor league player to look out for. The no minor play to look out for is Tyler Soderstrom. He's a first baseman slash catcher for the team. Uh, he made it all the way up to AAA last year after starting at A-plus ball. The entire season, he hit 267 with a 324 on base. On the 134 games, he scored 66 runs, 105 RBIs, 29 home runs, 5 triples, and 21 doubles, uh, 40 walks to 145 strikeouts, and 0 stolen bases. Uh, I think he was moved over to the first base or had some time there just because Sean Murphy was on the team. But I believe he is a primary catcher, and that's probably where we'll see him. He's going to be kind of a Dalton Varsha, maybe type catcher, uh, maybe just without or with less speed. But so sure is going to be a player who's probably going to make his debut this year. He's probably going to be a late call-up because the A's are going to be cheap, and they're going to try to save him with arbitration, just save as much money as they can.
0: Yeah, I think one thing that we can agree for certain is the Oakland A's are not going to be competing this season. And the best chance of having success is building up the minor league prospects and having somewhat of a minor league system. Because if they don't, they're going to be a very – well, they already are a disappointing franchise, but they're going to even be more disappointing. But you had said it earlier, it's time to move on from Oakland. Go somewhere else. Go to Vegas. Go somewhere. But I don't know. I don't like the stadium to begin with. I think it's ridiculous. I think it's pathetic, honestly. And then on top of that, just how disappointing the A's have been. It's like a recipe to just leave. So we'll see in the near future. I think there's been a lot of calls for it. We'll see if management does anything about it. But I think the first step into rebuilding a new culture is getting out of Oakland and um, finding a new home. Look at the Oakland Raiders back in the day. Now they're Las Vegas Raiders. So we'll see, uh, we'll see what happens there. Thank you guys for listening to another episode of the Truth. I hope you guys did enjoy it. If you guys did, make sure you follow the truth on Twitter. And the truth as one to stay to today with the latest information regarding the truth, including podcast dates, podcast uploads, and other important information of value. We have two more shows to do here in our thirty teams for thirty days, thirty day, thirty teams and thirty days series. We have the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim and the Houston Astros. Hopefully you guys do stick around for those. And like I said, if you missed your favorite team before, um, maybe it's the Mariners, maybe it's the Rangers, or maybe it's the Giants or the Twins. Feel free to go check those out. We got every team up there right now as well as some positional breakdowns. But as always, I am your host, the one you love the most, Niall Huston, joined once again by AJ Ponciano. Take care and good night.